Welcome to uh, another podcast. Um, we need to let you know that um, before before we got underway today, our producer, he's, he's a good lad. He's, he's a, a good guy. He's a good lad. He's a good guy. But he made a rookie error uh, just before the broadcast was due to start today. He said that he felt it was going to be a close 4-0 to Liverpool in the big Everton versus Liverpool derby. Really not the kind of thing that it would need either of us to hear if one of us was to say be an Everton or Liverpool fan before the game. Imagine that. Imagine how I'm feeling right now. It's a little bit like going out to go, going like doing a boxing match or whatever, and then someone in your corner's just said, "Oh my god, he's bigger than you, isn't he?" The moment you walk out of the corner, they say that to you. Exactly. The moment you go and do it. So listen to this show and just maybe just think, oh, do you know what? Bush is putting on a real brave face, bearing in mind what his producer Nick's just said. Just any old Wednesday. It's Wednesday, 1st of December. Advent underway and my Christmas shopping underway. You started already. <laughs> well, uh, when I say that, I started today. Well, I can't work out whether... Is that... Do you feel like you're, like, on target or are you a bit late or you're getting going What early? I feel like is when it clicks over to December, a shudder goes down my spine where I think to myself, I better get going on this. Yeah. And then what I will generally always do is buy one present and then I can tell myself, well, at least I'm started. Yeah, you've made, you've made a start on it. <laughs> I've made a start. <laughs> and there probably won't be much more activity for another week or so. But I've made a start. But I, I, I am interested to find out where I am. If, if it's sort of like, you know, the average person in the population has done a certain percentage of yep. their Christmas shopping by now, I'd like to find out where I am on it. Because out of my duty of things... The stuff that I've got to get, I've got responsibility for. I'd say by starting today and getting one thing, I'm probably about 15% in. If you're good enough at maths, you can work out how many things he's got to get. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not good enough to do it. That's not bad, though, 15%. Caught the way there and all that. Where would you say, all right? What, what, what percentage of your Christmas shopping are you done? Sorry, 15% isn't a quarter. As you said, I'm not, is it? It's not a quarter, is it? No, it's not. Got, uh, 20% is a quarter. 20, 25%. 25%? What? 25% a quarter? Our producer Nick is just shaking his head at us. 25, 50, 20, yes. It is, isn't it? So 15 not a quarter. As you can see, math's not a big subject for the pair of us. <laughs> I'm at 0%. I haven't done anything. That's nothing. So there needs to be like a... Like, because my other half, Katie, is doing all the Christmas shopping for us, so she's at like 80%. She's yeah. got going on at early. Three quarters. I've done absolutely nothing. Yeah, there you go. Kind of. <laughs> Let's not get bogged down with, like, numbers, shall we? <laughs> what percentage of Christmas shopping have you done? And what is the last thing you got? Can you say what it is you bought or not? Is it... I, I, I can't. There are ears. People, there's out there, people listening, the network. The, the, the network are listening, it will get back. OK, fair play. Tiff says, 100% done with gift shopping. Goes on further. Wow. 85% done with the food shopping. How does that even work? I mean, I'm saying there's got to be a chest freezer going on there because who's to, who on the 1st of December has done 85% of their... It's going to go off. That is outrageous behaviour. But uh, fair play. It's a simple question. What percentage of your Christmas shopping is done? Also interested to know, what was the last gift that you got through the door? Claire says, uh, I'm about 95% done. I'm waiting for three to be delivered. Need to pick up another two or three tomorrow. I've seen these... Um, have you seen these little lockers? These like are they like eBay or yeah, Amazon, yeah, yeah. Lockers? Amazon lockers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's all that about? Why would what? you? Is that like you? You know, like in, if you're sending blackmail stuff, you get it to a PO box. Is that how it works? No, I did. I the, the shopping that I did today, I've used one of these delivery boxes. How does it? Why though? Well, these days, if you are having a delivery done to your home but you're not in, 
then suddenly oh. it could be lost in a hedge or you'll never see it or one of your neighbours takes it or something. If you're going to get it delivered to a delivery box, you go get it whenever you want. And think it beyond Christmas, if you wanted to get some, uh, say, DVDs delivered that you wouldn't want public knowledge, then get it to your little box. Would also be a handy way of doing it, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Uh, Laura says 100% shopped and wrapped wow. for 2021. But get this, 3% done for 2022. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I feel frightened. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like those people who like go and do all the like buy all the stuff wrapping paper and that for the next year whilst you're still within the current festive season. Where are they hiding that three percent for three hundred and sixty-five over three hundred and sixty-five days? So many questions. Uh, PC says, guys, I'm thirty percent done with the shopping, so going by Bush's maths, I'm halfway there. <laughs> no need for that. Uh, Holly, percentage, please. Twenty-five percent. Twenty-five percent. So, uh, how do you feel about that? Do you feel a little bit nervous, or do you feel that's a good start? I feel like it's a good start, but 10% was knocked off because me and my brother are a bit skint and we've agreed to get each other a pint. <laughs> That's great. What a brilliant idea. <laughs> I love that. So does that mean that you're actually only 15% done? I've only bought my mum's present because you have to buy your mum's present first. Yeah, otherwise there's big old trouble. What's your, what's your brother called and where, where will he be going for this pint and what will he have? Uh, my brother's name is Jake and I'm going back to Norwich and we'll probably have a pint of Guinness. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Love this system. More people should do this. Absolutely. Saves fights. <laughs> uh, Mandy says, 100% done here, but I feel like I may have peaked too early uh, listening to others. Also asking, what is the last thing that you bought? Mandy says, a bucket hat. Someone's getting a bucket hat. Someone's having a brilliant, brilliant Christmas, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, listen to this. Hello, lads. It's Andreas, the courier in North Wales here at the moment. He says, let me tell you, anyway, in terms of Christmas shopping, I will man shop three days before Christmas. Everything will be panic buys. The wrapping will be terrible, like any self-respecting man in this world. I'm not worried if anything else fails. There's always the 24-hour garage. See you, fellas. <laughs> Pam says, 100% done, 80% wrapped, but wow. only because I'm going on my honeymoon on the 11th and I'm not back until the 22nd. Just imagine. I mean, congratulations and all that. Well done, Pam. But just imagine having some kind of, like, two weeks blocked out in your Christmas prep that is meaning you're having to go even earlier than everyone else. Although, if you're nearly done, though, and you can get it done by the time you go go away for two weeks, how, how relaxing would that be in the run-up to Christmas? Yeah, that's a good point. No tearing around, 24-hour garages. Unless someone gets in touch with you in that intervening two weeks and goes, have I given you any of my ideas for Christmas? And they're way off from what you've got them. You have to cancel your honeymoon and come back. You would back. have to, yeah, it'd be awful. Linda says, all my shopping is done. I'll be wrapping it on Saturday, very specific. I bought a lot from the RSPB, so Chris Packham is to blame if my mum doesn't appreciate two kilograms of mealworm and suet cake, or suet cake, for <laughs> wow. the garden birds. Wow. That's almost like a kilo of those chicken wings from last night, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, half of his bones. Yeah. Uh, Stuart, what percentage are you at? I have hit the maximum uh, very quickly, very rapidly. I'm at 100%. Oh, wow. wow. Well done. Yeah, I'm quite impressed. How come? <laughs> Well, um, I've decided, because I'm a right Grinch, that no-one's getting anything this year, because uh, we bought a little house, we were doing up, and all my money is piling that way at the moment. So, sorry, so, just uh, to confirm, the 100% that Richie and I have just congratulated you on is 100% of nothing, because you're not buying anyone anything. Yeah, effectively. <laughs> the trade-off is, uh, if you're doing up a house, and that's why you're not getting anyone anything this year... Next year, next Christmas, they'll all have a great time because you'll be hosting and you'll done up house. Well, kind of. However, the precedent is set because uh, I'm a miserable old bugger 
and they don't buy presents very often, except from my direct family anyway, so... Uh, OK, then. Uh, so Richie's trying to make you sound a bit more like a nicer person than you actually are. <laughs> You're doubling down on your grinchness. Yes. <laughs> Right then, it's home time with Bush and Richie, the radio show that's got a station for every decade. And right now, it's time to jump through time. Bush and Richie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. Uh, one of you could be winning some cash as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to bag yourself 500 quid? Tonight's contestant is called Andy. Andy, where are you calling from? I am from uh, Lordwood in Kent. Lawnsworth in Kent, the Garden of England, so much so that you're actually living in a place that names after a part of a garden. Lawn. Is it nice? nice your nice garden there, Andy, in your little garden of uh, the United Kingdom? It, uh, it's a lovely garden. Yeah, a lovely garden. All right. Why, why is your garden so good? Um, got a bit of grass. That'll do. <laughs> Very sketchy, this character. <laughs> uh, hopefully you're inside anyways. It's, it's blooming cold, Andy. Uh, money could warm you up. You've got to get these seven questions right, though. One from each of our sister stations, Absolute Radio. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s in the present day. You'll get 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass on a question, and when the time is up, the game fiendishly ends. Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, we should warn you, Andy, uh, if you don't manage to make it through our time loop, you do get stuck in the decades uh, that you end up in for the rest of your natural life. Please tell us which decade you'd like to start with, then. Uh, 60s, please. 60s. OK, Andy, good luck. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 60s, which heavyweight boxer was stripped of his boxing titles for evading the Vietnam quite, War draft? Quite, quite. Oh, no. In uh, 1966, incorrect. No. Um, Lennox Lewis. No. 66. 66. Uh, Stripped of his boxing titles for evading the Vietnam War draft in 1966. Heavyweight boxer. Oh, God. Um, Greatest boxer of all time? No idea. Um, You've got more boxers in you. I know this, Andy. Come on. I have, I have. I can see his name as well. He's, um, of course, the... Oh, God, no. Floats That's like a butterfly. Stuff. Stings like a bee. I know, I know exactly who it is. I can see it. I can't see the name. Um, no, no, it's gone already. Andy, come on, you've Terrible got this. Terrible stuff. Terrible. I don't know what to say. I know. You're a loser and you have lost. I know what to say. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Andy, you're going to be kicking yourself for that, sunshine. You are trapped in the 1960s, which means you can be eating bully beef for the rest of your life. <laughs> Andy, not many people listen to this show. Um, they won't have heard it. What just happened didn't happen. Yeah. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what goes on in home time stays on home time, but listen. <laughs> Hard luck, fella. You could it that way. You could do that. Yeah, just... <laughs> Uh, we play again tomorrow uh, for your chance to play and bag £500. Full terms and conditions are at absoluteradio.co.uk. Are they getting worse at this? <laughs> I think they're getting worse at this. <laughs> this week, yes. Come on, practice, right? If you can't wait until then, you can play the Through the Decades game on your Amazon smart speaker right now by saying, open the Through the Decades game. Addicted to Married at First Sight Australia. Don't trust me. 
Don't trust me, don't judge me. Actually, don't trust me. That's a Freudian slip. I think they're both valid, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a Freudian slip. Do not trust me under any circumstances. <laughs> now, we're watching it last night. This is the reason I'm talking about it. Uh, we're watching Married at First Sight Australia last night. And it, the, 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 the clue to what the programme is, is about is in the name, right? Mm. So they thrust these couples together, not met before, and they've got to see whether they can get on. Anyway, this couple had just met and they had to spend their first night in a double bed together. And they ended up falling out, getting into an argument, because it turns out they both slept on the right-hand side of the bed and they couldn't agree as to who should sleep there. One of them ended up sleeping on the couch. And I thought this is interesting. It it proves that everyone, everyone listening to this right now, right, everyone has a side of the bed that they see as theirs, as their own. So have you got a side of the bed that you sleep on? Uh, Yes, I do. Um... Imagine you're lying on the bed looking up at the ceiling. What side of the bed are you on? Okay, so if that's the system, if we're lying on the bed looking up at the ceiling, I am on the right-hand side. You see, if I'm lying on the bed looking up at the ceiling, I'm on the left-hand side. That's good. We'd be all right. We'd be fine, wouldn't we? On our next little chip shop tour or something like that. (laughs) Budget down. Save on on hotels (laughs) and stuff. So, look, just a little survey. This hour of the show, it's part of your DNA... What side of the bed do you see as yours? So, and, and it can get quite technical. Kelly has just tweeted this back to us. Guys, I'm right-handed and my husband is a lefty. So we sleep with our dominant hands hanging out of the bed, making it easier to grab stuff off bedside tables, etc. Now, that's very interesting. My dominant hand is right-handed. That would indeed be falling out the side of the bed. My dominant hand is my right hand. So I'd be knocking you a little bit with whatever I was up to if I was lying next to you. Okay, so we'll leave that one right there, that mental image. Have a little think about the way that you sleep. What side of the bed is yours? Uh, There's almost like a bit of science behind it. Mary says, whichever side is closer to the door. So in my bedroom, that's the left side. But if I'm staying in a hotel and the door is on the right side, I sleep on the right side. Now, I do base mine on the right-hand side due to it being closer to the door. That is the the chivalry that I'd like to put in, that if there is some kind of intruder, I'm up there and... Straight at them. Straight (laughs) straight at them like Spider-Man. Don't know why it's like Spider-Man. Mark says, uh, when laying on my bed, uh, it's the right-hand side. I haven't shared a bed in years, though. Is it weird that I still sleep on the edge? I like that, Mark. You're making making sure you kind of like match fit for the next time that you do share a bed. It's all about the prep. It is all about the prep. Uh, Tracy's got in touch. Uh, It all depends what side of the bed the lady decides she's referring to her cat. Uh, Now, this brings... It brings brings in... We haven't thought about the animal side of things, you know. If the animal... whether it's a dog or a cat is choosing wherever, you've got to go with. How do you sleep with, like, an animal on the bed? Personally, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Dan from Cannock says, quite interesting you're talking about this this evening. I always sleep on the left with my missus on the right. However, this weekend just gone, we went to Wales and stayed in a hotel, and we slept on the opposite way round for the first time ever. I was really close to saying something to her, but I ended up keeping my mouth shut. But now you've been talking about it on the radio, I might say something to her when I get back from work. <laughs> Let us know how that goes, mate. Uh, we've got Ruth on the line. Ruth, which side do you sleep on? I am either side, because um, I tweeted in that I got divorced, and I thought, if I meet somebody and they've got preferred side, I'm not going to let that be the deal-breaker. So I sleep on either side. I train myself to sleep on either side. I love that. It's amazing forward planning. Uh, you don't want it to be a deal breaker. <laughs> Tell us about your training regime. Do you do you alternate in which side of the bed you sleep on? Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely incredible, Ruth. That's brilliant. Well, you've got to think about these things, haven't you? You see, you'd be stuck. You're all right now because you would. When you're like Bert and Ernie, you can share either side of the bed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you've obviously seen Richie and I sleep together in our little uh, PJs and our bedtime routine. That's nice. Thank you very much, Ruth. Talking about what side of the bed you sleep on. We've got Candice on the line. What side is it for you? I sleep on the left because my partner's horrendous sleepwalking. 
Wow, so your partner's such a bad sleepwalker, you hem him in by sleeping on the other side of the bed to the wall from him. <laughs> yeah, I have to stop him from getting up because we've got a little one. Do, do you know what? I, I'm, I'm a bad sleepwalker. <laughs> what, what kind of stuff does he do? I normally do shadow boxing in underpants kind of thing because I've seen someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were watching something once on TV um, which was based on, like, um, tigers and stuff. Yeah. And he thought one was coming in through the window and tried to uh, go for the window to get out. <laughs> That's such a nightmare. I feel so bad for him. We can hear the little yeah. one in the background. That's obviously what you, 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 you're trying to protect him from getting to in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a fascinating tweet. Quite some delay on this. John says, this is a weird one for me and my now wife. Oh, hello. Flag. We used to hide our relationship for a while, so whichever side was closest to the door was the spot for whoever was sneaking into the other's room. Wow, now that is brinkmanship. <laughs> if the person who finds out is in the same house. Wow. <laughs> May I take a minute to slag off squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this, right? Uh, our uh, Christmas lights in Leon C have had to be delayed because of squirrels. How come? Uh, this is the actual post from the Lee Town Council Events Instagram page. We are frustrated and sorry to inform you that the installation of our festive lights in the Lee Library Gardens, which is our local little park, uh, we discovered that squirrels have chewed through our tree lights. <laughs> Until these lights are replaced, we cannot turn on the power to the display as all lights are connected through the same power source. Now, this is interesting because we've had no end of uh, fun and games with local animals in our neck of the woods. We talked about it before. We had a poo from a fox on the doorstep or whatever. But most of the trouble that's been caused in our house and our street has been squirrels. Yeah. And they get away with it. Foxes get the bad yeah. reputation, don't they? <laughs> no one ever really suspects squirrel, uh, squirrels are doing that kind of stuff. But uh, they are ruining point. Christmas. Ruining uh, uh, Christmas. To, just to stand up for the squirrels for a second, who's to say that the lights are not actually, like, blinding, like, their little den. What do squirrels live in? Do they live in dens? Like or a little house or something. Ne nests or something. But they haven't been turned on yet. Oh, good point. So they haven't even given them a chance. They've just gone, <laughs> tell with that, we're going to chew through. <laughs> so uh, ultimate chaos has been caused by... Uh, there was supposed to be, like, a big parade and everything, a big turning on of them, and it hasn't happened because of squirrels. Thought might be a nice little thing to end the yes. show with on this Wednesday night. Animal sabotage destruction stories. Um, Tracy says squirrels regularly throw the bird feeders to the ground of my garden to pinch what's inside, always having to find the bits scattered all over the garden and repair them. This is another Awful. squirrel report. Well, let, let's not turn this into squirrel bashing hour, OK? You I'm more be... than happy to get into the whole squirrel thing. So I think they're getting away with absolute murder, those little so-and-sos. Do you know what I mean? They look cute, but they're a pain in the bum. If you've got a story about an animal destroying something, we want to hear about it on tonight's show. Uh, Nigel says, got home from work one night to find an entire... 24 pack of toilet rolls oh. destroyed. <laughs> Two happy little schnauzers hiding in the lounge. Do you know what? Dogs eating stuff does make me laugh because they eat, they'll eat anything, won't they? Dogs. And the, yeah. uh, there's some terrible stories about people having to remove stuff. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I've had to do that. Have you? Yeah. To pull it out like a, like a magician's like, trick. It looks like the worst magician's <laughs> trick. It really, really does. Ooh. Cancel the kids' party. That's a terrible <laughs> trick. Uh, Vamp says on Twitter, I used to let my hamster roam free in my bedroom unsupervised. He got into my chest of drawers and chewed a massive hole in my sister's skirt and she almost killed me. Uh, Greg says, my mum and dad's cockapoo, Basil, he's named him. Good name. Chewed a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses that I'd had for five years. Ooh. I'd never managed to hold on to a pair of sunglasses for that long. He then chewed a pair of my girlfriend's Ray-Bans, her first ever pair. She'd had them for nine months. 
Basil's got a problem with Ray-Bans. <laughs> Listen to this. Nina in Chichester says, a whole bunch of us went camping in South Africa, pitched our tent, secured everything as needed, decided to go out for a hike. Three hours later, we got back to our campsite to see that baboons had savaged our tent and destroyed it. <laughs> they managed to eat random bits of fruit left out, as well as all the fire lighters. They love fire lighters. And we were about three hours, uh, three hours from civilization to have to fix the tent with gaffer tape as best we could. They broke the tent poles and ripped through the tent door. <laughs> Baboons are a nightmare, aren't they? The last couple of uh, days this week, we've been getting rather excited about board games. We had our board game night out, our team builder on uh, on Monday evening. We played Ticket to Ride. It was it was a revelation, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Yeah, talked about it last night. Do you remember yesterday evening we said how much we enjoyed it and said we'd be up for doing this again, all that kind of stuff, hosting a listener night? Yeah, we had it gave us a good kind of glow, a warm glow, which we'd like to replicate. So here's the thing and here's the news for you guys. Uh, we've had a tweet today from Asmodee UK. Now, as I hover over their little Twitter bio, UK and Europe's established supplier of board games, collectibles and toys. They are big, 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 those guys. They're the ones behind, like, Catan, Ticket to Ride, the one we played the other night, Dobble, that we played and were brilliant and I beat you out the other night, yeah, Richie. Right. This is like This is going, like, right to the top. They say... Hey, Bush and Richie, we heard you mention how much you'd love to throw a board game night for the Absolute Radio listeners. We think we might be able to help. So mm. we went back... Thanks for the message. Why don't you slip into our DMs? We can talk board games and business. They've come back. They say done. This is exciting. This, for me, sounds like carte blanche, a green light. <laughs> so take this right to the top. So I feel like the, the way that this year's gone for everybody, yeah. I feel like we've all earned a big board game night as all the home-time listeners together. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so this looks like it's, it's, it's going to be a thing. People getting excited about this text here, board game night sounds amazing. I'm, I, I own a gaming shop in Cannock where we Ooh. sell all the games that you've just mentioned earlier. There's a lot of love out there for board games. We're hopefully going to tap into it, maybe in the new year, which would be fantastic. Asmodee UK have, in fact, gone one further with their message that they've been having with us on Twitter this evening, live uh, tweeting us during the show. Uh, they were very impressed with the clip we played on last night's show from our board game night, where you got a little bit competitive during Ticket to Ride. Have a listen to this. <laughs> How come, Mr. Mr. Rules, Mr. <laughs> let's, all do, let's, let's all do a board game night, absolutely romping away with it, and Mr. Never Played Before and Mr. Like Asking Innocent Questions is bringing up the rear. This is hooky. And they thought, let's channel that competitive nature. What about next week we actually try and do a real-life ticket to ride? Oh, yeah. I don't know what that means, but I've got a feeling it could be fun. So imagine taking a board game and putting it into the wider world. I don't know what it means, but I've got a good feeling that I could win. Yes, I've got a good feeling too, actually. Hopefully we'll have some more details for you on this breaking news tomorrow. Now, of course, hopefully you enjoyed this edition of the Hometime Podcast. Um, the irony is, at the beginning, we were talking about the you know the poor setup that Bush had to the show today after you know our producer Nick saying it's going to be yeah. a, a close four nil. There's every chance that you're listening to this podcast hours a day a week post the game. You'll know how it went. I know, isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, I'm dead nervous and stuff now, but you're listening to this thing in Bush. You could even be like, Bush doesn't realise what's going to hit him. Yeah. Or, Bush needn't have worried. Exactly. Either way, the main thing is, Nick's got his P45.